I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Nativity Stories. Welcome to Prattle World. I am your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome to Alternativity Stories, a month-long look at alternative stories set around the most wonderful time of the year. And I have another wonderful guest with me today, and I'm going to wish him a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays, a Happy Festivus, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, all of those, all of those kind of grouped together in the best holiday punch I can give him. Uh, It is Mr. Dan Burgess. Welcome back, sir. Hello, how are we? <laughs> very, very, Th- very good. Thanks for that dead arm. Dead arm. I will keep punching you throughout if I don't think you're doing a good job. Thank you. Definitely. Um, <laughs> Black and blue by the time I need you. You definitely will be. I will. It's your Christmas gift. Thank you. you. Know. Um, every it. every Christmas turkey, you know, takes a good pounding, yes, and indeed. and you will be the same. Nice bit of stuffing, <laughs> right in the giblets. <laughs> don't know what your wife would say to that. <laughs> um, yes. I'm, I'm saying nothing. Um, well, welcome. And I have to admit, um, I know you're a fan of this series of films that mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about, but we're mostly going to focus on the second one, which is set roughly around Christmas time. There is very loosely, very loosely. Yes, that's but that 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 counts in this of in this in my sphere of uh, of of alternative holiday movies. This is within that sphere, even very minutely. If there's a touch of tinsel, it goes in. Absolutely. A touch of, oh, I like that. <laughs> a touch of tinsel. No, I like that. Uh, so we're going to be looking, talking about the Maniac Cop franchise. We're mostly talking about Maniac Cop 2. Yes. Uh, well, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about Maniac Cop? Do you remember the, the plot of maybe the first Ma- one? Maniac Cop is about a... It's a lifelike story. Yes, of which course. Could happen any any time. <laughs> I mean, any time. I, mean but, I mean, I mean, with this year, we've had a lot of maniac well, cops. Literally, in, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if, yeah. If, if if anything, this is was a very prescient film for the for the time. It's about a police officer who's framed. Ooh. For for getting too close to the truth, man. Ooh. So he get, gets sent to Sing Sing, mm. as I believe all good police people do, and it's it's always Sing Sing or Alcatraz or somewhere. Usually, like, usually. Somewhere like yeah. that, you know. Where, somewhere where, where people know the name of... Yeah, where are the famous prisons in yes. America? We're going to send him there. Let's send him to Sing Sing. Yeah, because they're known for being, ooh, horrible. Yeah. Oh, send him there. Where is that? I don't know. <laughs> so he gets um, basically murdered in the showers. Mm. In a non-homoerotic sense, yes. The I mean, scene is just isn't. It's got no Top Gun about it at all. No, there's no there's no it's, kind of no. volleyball playing with the ball. <laughs> no. there's, there's none few, of that. There's just a few very awkward stabbing movements. Yes. Mm. Oh right. Somebody dropped the soap. Ooh, Let's stab does, him up. Yeah, he did get. It does get stabbed up pretty, and, and in the face, he gets. It's quite brutal actually. He gets proper slash around the it's, face. It, yeah, it's brutal, but it's really, really not. <laughs> That as well. It's like it's ultra eighties. <laughs> oh, it's very eighties. It's, like, yeah. it's very yeah. And because he's obviously the maniac cop, mm. or he's gonna be the maniac cop mm. in the future when when he's like come back from the dead. Yes. Oh, I like giving too much <gasps> away. Spoilers. So so he's 
he doesn't speak or anything. He just goes, and it's just like ogre noises getting Mm. made. He's like this big monk. He's a big guy, and he is huge. Uh, Yeah, but um, yeah, Robert Robert Zadar, isn't it? I'm glad you said that. Yeah, Robert (laughs) Zadar. Because I just go Robert and Robert Zadar. Yeah. So he was the star of another Samurai Cop, another cop movie. Yes, and anything where they needed a guy with a because he had that facial massive chin, very. Very, I've ne- like, very like, thingy face. If we're talking about big chins, you know, Bruce Campbell is in the first two movies as well. Yeah. But but Robert, Z- Robert Zadar puts into shame. Bruce, Bruce Forsyth would have been <laughs> <what's> chin. I'm a maniac cop. Good gang, good gang. So, yeah. So, so anyway, we digress again. So, so, yeah, he goes in the showers and unfortunately he's just killed mm. by all these people he's put away mm. you put me in sing sing i'm gonna cut you up and mm. so he gets murdered but he comes back from the dead <gasps> to get his revenge <laughs> don't literally there's no point to the film at all it's, he's literally just a maniac cop he's, that's it it's it's it, it to be fair it's in the it, title he's an undead cop he's kind of undead comes back from the dead it's his, mentally his, ill his mum's involved as always in these kind of films. Is it his mum? I thought I it was like a, a girlfriend. I think it's a, a girlfriend or a girl, he, a woman he knows. It's a woman, a woman he knows. It's an older woman, isn't it? Yeah, slightly old. I remember, old. like, because I mean, they say... I'm showing me age here, but it was a while ago I watched the first if, one. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I, I watched it a, f- a few weeks ago, I think, maybe a month ago. Um, and they say that she's not that good looking, she's a bit older, but she she went out with him, they had a relationship and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's not his mum. Because uh, she lives in like a really... Doesn't she live in like a bit rough? <laughs> yeah, Brit, yeah. She, she's Oscar I think, Grouch, basically. To be, to be fair, all, I think all these characters pretty much live in like she lives in really a shitty apartments, which which I quite like, because usually in these films, they live in these massive apartments and crazy kind of... And you're like, how do they afford them on the on their salary? And, you know, rent control and all that sort of stuff. But I, I do like that they're in these kind of gritty, grimy... Uh, that's that's another thing about like this, this film, is it kind of gets the gritty griminess of New York across, I think. Um, and same with William Lu- is it William Lustig? I think it's William Lustig who directs, uh, who famously did Maniac, the mm-hmm. first film Maniac yeah. with uh, Joe Spinell. Um, and Larry Cohen, you know, kind of that kind of B-movie king, Larry yeah. Cohen kind of contacted him and said, you know, I really loved your film Maniac. Why did you never do a sequel? And he was just like, well, they've just never, never did. And he was like, right, I've got an idea for you. <laughs> Maniac cut. <laughs> Uh, we we like the title already. Let's make it. I like Maniac, yeah, but I don't like cops. And I think I think Maniac Cop Two is closer to Maniac as a film as well. With the, yeah. some of the themes involved. Yeah, I think so. Well, they were going to cast uh, Joe Spinell as the the kind of mad, uh, the kind of Mar- um, not Marilyn Manson, <laughs> like yeah, that Manson, character. that Manson, Char- Charlie Manson, the, the serial Charlie killer Manson dude. One. Yeah. Um, so he kind of there's two serial killings going on in the film. In the, we're skipping to the second one now, but um, but yeah, he he. Was he plays this guy? Leah Rossi, I think, plays this kind of Charles Manson yeah. character. The best, the best, best character in the film. Yeah, he's, he's, he's mad. His performance is yeah. amazing, and he's he's a mad. He's mad. He's like my friend is here again, and, and he's and he's a maniac cop. Yes, yeah, yes. As the as he's the mayor's, he, he works for the mayor. Yes, but he's not. Yeah. The, he's not the same character. No. I assume. Yeah. Although, wouldn't that be a nice mm. twist? Yeah, I, th- I think there's a. I think there's a few kind of. Obviously, again, produced by Larry Cohen, written by Larry Cohen. Yeah. All three films 
and uh, William Lustig directs all three films. And the third a few, one, few people who appear in all of them. Yeah, that's different people. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but yeah, Rossi's been in so much. You, you, yeah, you wouldn't recognize him in this. No, because they they, they make him grow out his beard full and his beard, hair, full hair. I think this one they were trying to kind of inspire, kind of almost like a Frankenstein element to it. Um, that was kind of one of the inspirations. I think they wanted Leo Rossi to look like um, Igor from Son right. of Frankenstein, uh, who Bela Lugosi played yeah, yeah, one of his kind of best known roles. Um, and he kind of does that. He kind of manipulates yeah. the monster and gets him. You know, if you see if we see the maniac cop as the monster, which he is um, within this, he kind of guides him. You know, and but uh, you know, Dan, that's why people listen to this podcast for that kind of idea because I just watched it thinking oh yeah he's a serial killer with mad hair <laughs> but you know you I've got go, layers you go deep man you go layers deep. upon layers of information <laughs> um, yeah so we'll, we'll we'll jump back to that first film again before we get on to the second one um, so yeah Cordell's he's put in prison he's killed and then he comes back out and there's kind of there's this kind of dread around police a policeman for yeah. a while um, that you know anybody could be him because there's kind of a mystery element to the first one like yeah, you don't really know who it's just it is a, someone in a policeman's uniform isn't it yeah exactly obviously like his a 16 foot 3 yeah hulk of a man yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but his like his uniform is always like a dress uniform You're like when you yeah. go to the funerals or the, when they're marching and stuff so he's got the white gloves and well, stuff well he's supposed to have come from his own grave isn't he yes that's true yeah I never so thought he's, about he's that he's risen from the grave yeah I never thought about that I, I always kind of thought well, you know, he's not dressing like all the other cops. Yeah, so why he's would got you the think? Gloves on. Yeah, why would you think that he is like no other cop normally yeah. would dress like that when they're on the beat? So why would you think that that's it could be anybody? You know, again, like you just see the badge, man. It's just a badge. <laughs> just a badge. It's New York. Everyone sees the badge and wants to spit on the badge. <laughs> My God! And there is all this kind of kind of criticism about like you know is that it is you know within the the first and the second film like you know you're you're only one bad day away from being a maniac cop yourself yeah, you know yeah. like your your mental your mental health and the stuff you have to deal with on a daily yeah, basis. It's actually for the for the for the time it was made as well because the, the second one was only like 1990, wasn't it? So it's yeah yeah. From that time, it, it is quite saying about the mental health thing. It, do, mm-hmm. it does touch those issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. And oh, you just one one day away from getting stabbed up in the showers. Yeah, I think I think that's how spoilers, but I think that's how kind of Robert Darvey ends the film, the second film. He kind of starts saying that you know I could have done this, I could, yeah. you know, the scumbags out there, they you know they're out they're out within a week, you know, even if I catch them, they're out within a week, and you know, uh, and there's a lot of even in the third one, there's like talk of police, you know, using excessive force. I think they even mention uh, the Rodney King incident in the third one, which is again like quite prescient the first two films of you know going on to that and then into like nowadays the black lives matter as well good news as well is we are getting a tv remake of maniac yes, cop i believe so yeah. with uh from the director of drive yes. drive i can't say it today wendell drive nicholas when when i'm winding winding but even better it is a, it is a script from Ed Brubaker, um, comic book scribe of um, Captain America Winter Soldier um, and Gotham Central and many other kind of noir-esque kind of comic books. Yes. So it might actually be very, very good. It could be. I hope so. Uh, yeah, well, can't do, can't do much worse than some of the absolute <laughs> pants that's on the TV at the moment. That's fair, that's so, fair. It's always something you're looking forward to and you go, oh, this will be great, this, and then you go, oh, God. <laughs> What is this? Oh my God, what is this? Yeah, I've, I've been watching a few uh, a few alternative uh, 
alternative holiday movies. Yes. And some of them I've watched have been pants. I'll be honest. I I, I wasn't, I'm going to surprise you, I wasn't a big fan of the French Connection. Oh. Didn't think much to it. It's a, well, it's probably as an age that well. Yeah, it's just a lot of running around I and remember driving. My, my, I, I always remember, the only thing I know about the French Connection really is my dad used to watch it all the time on VHS. <laughs> Because it was probably the only Burn film out. <laughs> Burn out. You still love it every time it was on a Christmas or whatever. Yeah. Oh, what's a French Connection? Great film. I'm like, is it? Yeah. So you've okay. got it on every day. Yeah. I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't watch it as a kid because it was just like, it's not a kid's film. No, it's and really then, not. And then now... It's not, even, it's not even a 30-year-old's film. <laughs> and then now I look at it and go, ah, no. It's probably groundbreaking for its time. But again, for me, I was like, I think I'd rather watch something like like any of other of the William Friedkin movies, movies or Gene Hackman movies or Roy Scheider movies. Yeah. Um, I think I'd just prefer those. But there's a few other rubbish ones. Anyway, back to Maniac Cop. Maniac Cop. Um, yeah, we best point out that it's because French Connection, it is Christmassy. He, he, yes. is, he is even dressed as Santa Claus at one point. Well, so, yeah, yeah, there you is. Are, you are, it's still it, allowed to unfortunately. It is, that. technically. So, this is why I call them it's alternative. Die, it's die-hard level yeah. of Christmas movie. It's, it's alternative. This is why I call them alternative. Because you don't, like, if you don't want to watch the same old shit again every year, It's a Wonderful Life, Home Alone, you know, Vacation, National Lampoon's Vacation. You know, you don't want to don't watch any of that. Just try try something a little, you know, to the side. There's plenty out yeah. there. Um, speaking of French Connection, in fact, um, Robert Darvey for Maniac Cop Two was uh, basically William. They were the investors were like, right, who are you going to cast as the star for this new Maniac Cop Two film? Oh yeah, and he uh, just basically made it. Up, and he was like, um, <laughs> and he was looking at, he was looking around, and he was like, I think he was like hadn't in a cinema. The, hadn't he seen the poster on the way into work? Yeah, is it License to Kill? Is that yeah, the film? Yeah. So Darvey's the villain in that, and he saw him on the poster. And went, um, yeah, Robert Darvey. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we're gonna. Yeah, he's, he said he's really interested. So, so Robert Darvey was cast before he even knew yeah, about it. That's um, a great story. Yeah. Call, called him, uh, and he was like, "Hey, I want to cast you in a film." And he's like, "Oh, I don't know. I'd like to do a film, but maybe not Maniac Cop 2. <laughs> And it, which is fair. I like the script, but can't you call it something else? Yeah, and like was, not not be maniacal. Yeah, and he was like, he was like, okay, but I'm gonna. It's he's, he sold it to him as French Connection meets Frankenstein, and ah. that's and then he was like, he was like, you know what, I'm on again on with board. the deep cuts, Dan. Again with the deep on cuts. board. Exactly. I try. I try and inform and uh, I, I got a lot of this information I'm stealing a lot of this information from uh, one of my favourite YouTubers Good Bad Flicks oh. um, it's really good he, he looks at like genre and exploitation stuff uh, he does really deep dives and his research is a lot more intensive than mine so he talks to people calls people and I stuff well, um, but it's you, a really good you, you YouTube you do proper channel. online Oh research. yeah, look at a YouTube video. Oh yeah, I'll do that. That's it. That's yeah. research. That's it. That's In it. inverted commas. Do it. Re- I, it. I'm quoting. Well, I'm you know quoting. more than I know, so yeah, it works. It just, it just do I'll it, folks. It. Try it. Try it. I also, I also pillage IMDb as well for. for well, IMDb is the yeah. Well, that's the what it's for. It is yeah, a database exactly. after exactly. all. Exactly. Yeah. For the, it's a base for data. Yeah. Not so much Wikipedia. Not so much no, Wikipedia. That's never, never, never a good idea. But there you go. But yeah, and and Robert Darby was a part of this. Um, so I think to talk about Maniac Cop 2, we kind of have to spoil the ending of Maniac Cop 1. Yes. Because that's kind of how the film starts. Which is a, a good... Something you don't see anymore in in films. With films. Fi- film franchises. Yeah. Is the, the beginning of the second film is literally the end of the first film. Yes. So you play it again and you think, hang on, have I... 
have I put the wrong film on here? Yeah, and, and, and it then, kind of just begins, doesn't it? There's no kind of yeah. lead in or credits. It's and it's just literally like, it shows you the end again. And yeah, so it always and they always end seems to end up at the docks. These films, <laughs> the yeah. docks just seem to be around. Docks. Yeah, you be in New York one minute, and the next minute you're in the water. I'm, I'm right in the water. Oh God, I'm sinking again. What? The <laughs> hell? I'm moldy. I'm all moldy. Yeah. I'm and pruning. The, and there's always like a UPS style, one of those side Van, opening yeah. vans. Yeah. <laughs> and always hanging on the side, yeah. fighting. Some great stunts in these films as well. Yeah, some really good action. We'll, we'll get into it very shortly. But um, basically the ending of... Well, Maniac Cop 2, you think for a lot for a lot of the time that, that Bruce Campbell is is the Maniac Cop because yep. he's, he's, you know, he's the main suspect. He's always there. You know, he's got links to all the people. You know, so he, throughout the film... Like he's Clark the, Kent. Yeah. He's the main suspect, and he was cheating on his wife. So why wouldn't he kill his wife? Yeah, um, that sort of thing. Um, and eventually, it's you know, Cordell makes his appearance. Is like, look at my face, yeah. you know. And they uncover. Don't look um, at it. What's his name? Halloween three. Um, Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. Yeah, he plays a great role in the film. He's like kind of the hero. But again, like a lot of unexpected things happen in that film. Uh, and right at the end, you know, they're fighting the maniac cop, and then he drives in almost directly, just drives into this big. Like I don't know, Jaws or something. It's, it's hype. It, yeah, it, it's like the. Um, it's almost like the thing off a ship, isn't it? The, yeah, the, the mast. mast. Yeah. yeah, it reminds me of Jaws. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and he just drives directly into it and stabs himself. He goes ow, and then fall, and then <laughs> him and Bruce Campbell are thrown into the water. Yeah, Bruce Campbell survives, and the maniac cop is dead. But then you've got your little Friday the Thirteenth teaser with him slightly crawling his way. Yeah, you have the, the hand water. comes up the side of the yeah, jetty, slightly mouldy hand. Yeah, in a white glove, in a white glove. <laughs> but, and you think, how did that? How did he get rid of that pole through his chest? Yeah, who knows? But it's magic, kind of the magic of the movie. The magic. So this movie begins showing you that, which is great. And again kind of basically kind of carries on directly after it, which is good as well. I like when a film does that. It's yeah. kind of a, almost a direct continuation. It's not like, oh, there's been a few years and the, the yeah. couple that got together in the last film are now divorced. And they're not in this film. Yeah, they're not in this film or there's somebody else. But yeah, you get the, the same characters that you left with the first film, you get in this one. So yep. you get... Um, can't remember the actress's name off the top of my head, but the the blonde Gen- police generic lady. blonde police actress. lady, yeah, <laughs> that that one. Um, she she comes she comes back. Bruce Campbell comes back, and they're kind of explaining what's happened, but nobody believes them. No one's like, "That wasn't Cordell. Don't be stupid. What, what, is, a, what, what a ridiculous. What is her name? Yeah, I'm gonna have to have to look that. We have to look that up. Is it Lorraine Landon? Lorraine Landon, yeah, she's she's really good in this, and she kind of she plays in the first one like an undercover prostitute and stuff as yes. well. Um, I think she's the first one to kind of, uh, for the lack of a better word, finger Cordell as the killer. Ooh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so so she believes it, and and again, like they're like, no, no, you're talking bullshit. He's dead. He died in Sing Sing. Don't know what you're talking about. There's no evidence. Yeah. You know, it could have been any other cop. Um, and they're like, no, no. And they're like, he's he's going to come back. He's going to get us. Um, so they have to go for like a psych evaluation. And it's, the- it's a good sign of the times that film as well because it's it is one of those. Oh, shut up, you dumb broad! <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Pretty it's, much. It's literally pretty much, yeah. She she could literally give them all the evidence they'd need, and they'd go, "Oh, whatever, you crazy yeah. plan." <laughs> and then again, initially in this film, they think it's her because they're like they're like it's coming for me, and then she disappears, and then she you know she's found and stuff. Um, but surprisingly, the the two main leads aren't the leads of this film. No. 
because they are they are dead quickly dispatched they are dispatched they are you know the trailer said you'll scream blue murder and then they certainly do because they are stabbed to death or I think one of them stabbed and she's thrown through a window Bruce Bruce Campbell is stabbed yes that's right through the newspaper I, will, I, want, I want to talk about that death, okay. by the way. It's possibly the greatest cinematic death in the entire history of cinema. Go, Please go on. Because nobody in the right mind reads a paper like that guy does. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it is literally like he's got a broadsheet and it's, it's got like a two-word massive caption on the front, like yeah. policeman slain or something like yeah. that. You know, like, like, it's probably a comic book. <laughs> But he's holding it by his chest, yeah. talking to the guy, yeah. guy behind the counter, or the blind fella, by the yeah, way, yeah. who sells the newspaper. James L. Jones, James L. Jones' dad. Yeah, and you get, I think you can tell by the voice. Yeah, the voice is very, very kind of. I was like, that's amazing. Star guy. of uh, star of sleepaway camp as well. <laughs> star of all kinds, and he's he's basically a blind fella selling newspapers, isn't it? And he he basically lifts the newspaper up like, oh, talking to him, and then all of a sudden just lifts it up like. Oh, Nose height, like like he's a detective <laughs> hiding. All he, all he needs is like holes cut in in the center of the paper so he can yeah. look through it. It's like a and spy. Then, <laughs> and then the the knife comes through the paper, yeah. just like any good magician would do. <laughs> and he goes, and then he tears the paper down the knife, and it's in his throat. <laughs> yeah, oh, and he's dead. Yeah, he's quite because it's like, it's almost like he's got his arms like full length. Yeah. His arms could open. This is a proper like broadsheet, <laughs> the broadest of broadsheets. <laughs> and then and then you've got the. The blonde lady police yeah. officer. She Lorraine uh, Landon. Lorraine Landon. I don't Lorraine know what her character Landon. name is though. No, and, I'll look it up. I'll the, look it up this and time. And the miserable new copper in this, the mm. the girl who comes into this one, the psychologist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christine. Christine. So yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with names it's now. N- as well. Names are bad. Uh, uh, I, I, you wouldn't think. I watched this like <laughs> days ago, and then um, but they're so memorable. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Is it Smith? Claudia Christian? Claudia, Claudia Christian, Christian is. Yeah. yeah she plays the the lead kind of psychologist. Is it, is it Smith and a name in this film? Possibly. Something, it's something generic. Yeah. And um, but nobody cares. No. No one even knows she's a cop half the time. Yeah, because she's like, I'm a psychologist. She yeah. doesn't dress like a cop. She doesn't act like a cop. No. She's like, I'm a psychologist. It's almost like she's on t- a TV personality, isn't it? Yeah, a little half bit. The time. I think she's a little bit kind of. I think she's better than she is, I think. And she's she's like, I'm above my station. Um, and I think she's kind of slowly throughout the film kind of brought down to earth. Yeah. So much so that she starts wearing her police uniform again. Yeah, And she, and, and she basically believes the, the other girl. Mm. So they go off together to find Cordell mm. in the car. They get in, a, they get in the worst cab driver's car yeah. in history. Oh, yeah, he's an And the cab driver's like, I'm not... There's like somebody, there's a murderer after us. Don't yeah. stop your car. I'm, I'm stopping my car. No one's damaging my cab. Yeah. So he gets killed immediately yeah. <laughs> for getting out of his car. Because he's an asshole. Frankly, deserves it. Yeah. Now this is the best Christmassy kill. Go on. It's the most ho ho homicidal <laughs> kill I've ever seen. Basically, the the stop maniac cop appears. Hmm. Dressed at no, he doesn't. I was going to say he's dressed as Santa Claus, but that'd just be <laughs> that'd be that'd I mean, be too far. That's I mean, one too, silent night, nine deadly night. <laughs> too far. So they basically, um, he's there, handcuffs the new new cop mm. to the car steering wheel, mm. and she gets thrown through the shop window, mm. which is all done up for Christmas. Mm. And luckily enough, there's a fully fueled. <laughs> Fully fueled chainsaw and a cardboard cutout's hand. <laughs> it's fully fueled. Think, think about yeah. this. Health and safety gone mad. I and the blade's you. on it. The blade yeah, is everything's on it. Everything's on it. Know? It's ready to go. Yeah. But the best thing about it, 
it's got little bits of it's got a red and green tinsel thing on the end just so you know it's Christmas just so so she attacks the maniac cop. I mean how else are you going to cut down your own Christmas tree without your tinsel chainsaw yeah, tinsel tinsel chain <laughs> so she the tinsel it chainsaw it literally had, if it had tinsel as the chain that would be good I mean that's your that's your horror movie I tell you I'm writing this when I get back do it do it so so she attacks the maniac cop with this chainsaw mm. and he basically just snaps a neck he just grabs it. He just grabs it with his hand. He's just like, right, there you go. Yeah, whatever. And then just breaks a neck. Literally like, yeah. you're, you're done. Bye. Yeah. And that's it. And that and that's the thing about this. He's kind of almost kind of superhuman in this, isn't yeah. he? He takes lots of bullets and takes lots of damage. He's essentially Jaws, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Frankenstein, Jaws, whatever. He's And there's no real explanation. It's just that he's back and he can take yeah. crazy amounts of damage and then in the the following film again he comes back and there's he takes a lot of damage as well yeah, so officer smith i'm going to say officer smith i'm just going to call her off it's it's riley riley it's, yeah close so, enough so this what a, susan what a life riley. for riley susan what a, riley what a life for riley yeah so she she um she's like kind of dubious almost but believes hmm. that it's him but then she actually sees air empty a gun into his stomach point blank yeah. range and he just doesn't even move doesn't mm. he just takes it all yeah. so so then she's a true believer and then he, he's obviously handcuffed her to this car mm. and then what happens there is the best stunt work I've seen for decades yeah. where the car he just basically <laughs> this is what's funny but he's almost like an um, Lorenardi quality kills he's yeah. trying to do he just basically handcuffs it to the steering wheel of a car and then pushes the car down the hill so, yeah, he that's it, just like, so she's stuck on the outside of this car battling down this mountain yeah <laughs> essentially Doosh. mountain roads Doosh. and um, it's some some stunt work involved yeah. there but um, yes uh, we digress again do you, do you want to know something uh, tragic go on a bit horrible about that stunt oh, don't tell me um, so it's a good stunt, and they did refilm it. But um, so was she, was she pregnant at the time? She was. And she didn't was. tell anyone. So so basically, she signed on to the film. This is all apparent. Like I don't know if this is true, but this rumors, is a, this is rumors, and you know people have said this. But she apparently signed on to the film because she needed some money. She wasn't that interested in doing it. She was very apparently very difficult on set. Yeah, you know ask she, it, she does look a bit miserable. Yeah, through the film, to be honest. Yeah, apparently she ignored <laughs> the director's direction and just did it however she want performed however she wanted to perform. Um, she got on. Robert Darvey didn't get on with her at all. She apparently complained about the size of her trailer compared to Darvey's, things like this. Um, uh, she had a, a medical done for insurance. They have the medical done before yeah. uh, they do any stunts or anything like that. She's refusing to do the stunt work. Eventually, they get her to do the stunt work. And they do it, they do it a couple of times, and then, you know, it like she starts bleeding and she, oh. she suffers, suffers a miscarriage, sadly, um, which is awful, horrible. But they didn't. She didn't inform the people, the physician who was assessing her that she was pregnant. Um, so, so then the the whole film got shut down. And they lost their insurance. So what they did is they had to they had to have a. So they didn't want to sue her because they could have sued her, but also they didn't want her suing them for the right. the confusion. So eventually they worked out that she would come back, finish the film, uh, and they wouldn't sue for not releasing that information not making them aware of that information um at the physical at the medical assessment because that is something they should have known yeah uh again it's all kind of hearsay i don't know what how much of this is true or not mm-hmm. um 
but yeah, it's still still a tragic incident, no matter what you kind of paint it as. Very tragic, yeah. You know, but, but again, great stunt. <laughs> great stunt, looks amazing, and yeah. there's some there's some really good stunt work as well later on. I think I'm not sure whether I prefer this or the original Maniac Cop. I think the Maniac first one has a bit more kind of suspense, yeah, and there's a bit more of a mystery uh, like that element, and I also think it's a bit more stylish, uh, the way it's shot, the yeah, way yeah. it's kind of photographed. Um, it's a bit more noir, the second one. Yeah, it? it's a little bit more noir, and it, it makes up for that lack of kind of suspense and mystery with just throwing action. shit ton of action at you. Yeah. Guys are on fire, you know, there's people being thrown through glass. It's very 90s. Oh, it? yeah. It, and they, some, some, there is some great full body burns going on in this Oh, one. yeah. And, and they go on for ages yeah, as well, yeah. and you're like... You're like, oh my god! <laughs> they've, they've, and then, and then again, they do it in the third film as well. They set it completely on fire for ages. They're just wandering around. I need to watch the third one again. It's been the third one was not as bad as I thought it would be. Uh, it was not as bad. It's it's not as good as these two, but it's not as bad. Um, I, I know Lustig left because there was some. Um, so he delivered a 15 minute cut. And then they weren't happy with that, clearly, because it's not a full film. And he went, oh, I'm not bothered. <laughs> and he left. So, so they had to kind of, they, they do, they use a lot of footage from the first, first two. Yeah, yeah. And kind of, they use the couple of the flashbacks from the prison and, and the opening and some other stuff from parts two, uh, as well to kind of fill it in. Um, but I, th- I thought it was fine for what it is. It's not, it's not going to change lives. No. But, it, but it is the Maniac Cop franchise, so what do you expect? Yes, hopefully they'll make <laughs> up for it with this new series. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be... I think it'll be a bit different, but I, I'm looking forward to it. I think they've got the right. I think they've got some amazing talent working behind it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think it's a. I think it's a good IP, and I think again, they've. I've heard that they're going to include a lot of Black Lives Matter stuff. Yeah, because I, I think I. I do think that horror films should say something. Yeah, they've got to be of the say something about the society at the time because yeah. that's what horror is exactly and yeah. usually horror booms when something horrible horrible, horrible shit's going on or in the world war, which it is at the moment yeah exactly all of it <clears throat> 2020 is just yes it's not a great year it's not a well, great year well, let's hope some good comes out of all this and yes we get rid of some of these assholes let's hope let's hope so <laughs> let's hope so yeah. well uh, i mean donald trump's gone so that's yes. that's a bonus that's, that's, a bonus. that's one good thing Boo. Bit of politics. Oh, bit of politics. <laughs> not too much. Not too much. I did that. I did that the other week. I'm not going to get political again. You can't help. But everything's political, isn't it? True. Especially when true. you get old. Especially art. Yeah. Art is never not political no. in my eyes. I think you kind of, as much as you like to be entertained, like even with these films, like they are pure entertainment. Yeah. But there's still there's still something and it behind al- it. And it always uses they always use it for a bit of free publicity by yeah exactly getting somebody like, getting somebody up in arms on Twitter yeah but about but something I know like, I was watching a video on Silent Night Deadly Night the other day and the kind of outrage um, again good bad flicks check it out um, about the outrage of, of that and the Killer Santa even though there were several Killer Santa movies prior to that yeah um, but like this didn't get any there was nothing like they had no kind of and and you know if if I was a policeman I might be a bit like you know. That's probably not a good thing to to be promoting or selling yeah. or getting that putting that idea out there. But then again, you know, not long after that the whole Rodney King stuff. Yeah. And um but yeah, it was it was surprising there was not as much outrage as I as I thought there would have been for a film called Maniac Cop. You know. Weird. Weird. Yes. Well there's just so many maniac cops out there. <laughs> well, in fact, this was so, this series of films was so popular there was a rip-off franchise called <laughs> Psycho Cop. Indeed, of course. Um so you had Psycho Cop and Psycho Cop 2, I believe. Um so almost a franchise. Almost a franchise. You could argue it's a franchise, maybe. Sequels. Yeah, it is. is that a franchise? I don't know. 
Wouldn't make a good box set, would it? No, probably not. I mean, I mean, you could <laughs> slim. Box I mean, you could compare. I, I, I'm imagining Psycho Cop Two and Psycho Cop One are probably not as good as the Maniac Cop I franchise. I'm, I am going to find them now. Yeah, you can. I'm find out. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a little tempted you know, as well. The, the so. kind of films you asked me to watch, so we can talk about them. <laughs> you know, I'm weird, surprised it weird wasn't shit and depressing <laughs> films. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see all your podcasts with all these people watching. Oh, we're 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 watching Finding Nemo and talking about it. And then next week we've got Dan who's talking about something horrible. Well, well, I, I like you, Dan, because you're, you're up for anything. Some, you're ter- for anything. some terrible B movie crap. Hey, I, I love society. You love society. Uh, uh, who who doesn't know, love society? Who loves, doesn't love society? Not our society. Not yeah. our current society. But the, uh, so many of know. these films. I was, I was saying before. So so many of these films always involve like. I mean, my wife will walk into the room as I'm watching these films, and it's a topless woman on the screen pretty much every time. She goes, oh, are you watching porn again? <laughs> no, Dan's asked me to watch this. Guess, 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 guess who's forcing film. me to watch yeah. this film again? Hashtag ban this filth. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, you watch some shite, you, she says to me quite yeah. often. Oh, and I, it's, I, it's, I've, I've had that said... We, uh, my friend uh, Andy does angry Andy reviews on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Again, another good YouTuber. Check him out. Um, he his his missus came in and she went, oh, "You two don't half watch some shit." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that's accurate. Yes. That's accurate." But we love it. It's, that's, it's the best. Is. It's the best kind of shit. Yeah, it is. It's it's what this podcast is all about. It's that kind of stuff and the genre, the exploitation. And if and if, you know. if you're an old if you're an older person like mm-hmm. like what I am slipping into, yeah, yeah, and, um, and myself. Oh, if you if you're over if you're in your forties or at least over thirty, it might make you think, "Oh, you know what." I remember that film and I haven't watched it for 20 years. Mm. I enjoyed it the first time I saw it. Maybe I'll put it on again. Time for a revisit. And then five five minutes into it, you go, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) What have I done? Mistakes were made. We were were going to do, um, what was it, Deep Star 6. No, no, we, we were going to do Deep Star 6. Versus Leviathan. Versus Leviathan. Yeah. We were. But then... I still watched them, <laughs> but we never did the we podcast. We never did the podcast. But I still had to sit through both of those films. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. I'm sorry. And, and part of me enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't know which part it was. I, I'll t- well, I, if we, I'll, t- I'll tell you who I would have... What, what, would have, what would have been your winner out of the two, if you had to choose? I, 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 I do think this point, both terrible films. Yeah, they're not, they're I not think, great. I think... Leviathan, probably. Yeah, I would. Have, I would have probably given it to <laughs> Leviathan. I think Deep Star Six had a bit too much kind of tech speak and yeah, jargon yeah. for me. Too much, a bit like science fiction. There you go. So we just done the podcast. There, there. you go. Short, that, short form. That was it. Yeah. So I, I, what, I didn't have to watch the film. If you want to watch, if you want to watch an aquatic. <laughs> I tell you what. Why don't we, I tell you what? Why don't we do in the future one of the next ones we do? We'll do it. We'll do a top five. And we'll do aquatic films, aquatic horror movies. How about that? There you go. And that's part. And that's part of your research. Top five wet horror. (laughs) Wet. Just just soaked. Yes. The aqua. We we got underwater to them. We could have watched underwater. underwater. Yeah, Yeah, underwater. It would have covered both films. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I watched it recently. There's a bit of that. But anyway, back to me. Maybe maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that in the future. And then that's kind of. I don't feel as bad for making you watch those films then because we've got. Else. The, the worrying part is that you were in my library. That's, 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 <laughs> so you already had him. Yeah, you were saying that's, that's where your worry is. There you go. There you go. But yeah, anyway, back to Maniac Cop 2. So 
So yeah, before before we were we were talking about the stunt work. So there's a there's a really great scene, probably my favourite scene is when he it's very Terminator. He breaks into the police yeah, station yeah. But, yeah. and he's just walking through planes of plates of glass. <laughs> yeah, which like, yeah, some of, some of which are badly set off and explode before he touches them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is the fun bit of the ni- early 90s cinema. Yeah. And then he becomes almost like the Hulk and throws a guy through like seven yeah, cu- yeah. seven or eight cubicles. <laughs> just throws him with that, one arm. That scene makes me laugh because if I remember rightly, he's he's obviously just, he's quite an old fella that, mm. that he's, he's, he's throwing about. Yeah. He's, like, he's like the chief, isn't he, or something yeah. like that. And uh, he's obviously just acting it to begin with, so you can see like he's struggling to move this guy about mm. weight wise. He's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, you know, like he's like lift, lift yeah, him up like, against oh, oh, yeah. And then oh, all of a sudden he just goes, <laughs> <laughs> and, this, and this guy who's now fifteen stone lighter and thirty years younger yeah. flies through the air, shards of glass everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Fifteen. Yeah, it's an amazing. It looks film. great though. It's it looks amazing. great. Like, Absolutely it's amazing. Fun. And and he's just like. He's, t- he's he's got this big gun and he's just like brr, brr, yeah because the, the beginning the beginning of this was um, RoboCop where the, all the all the cops are shooting in the in the range oh yeah yeah and then you just all start exploding because he's got this oh, um, shit, he's got yeah, his, like his, he's got his big like magnum thing hasn't he <laughs> and he's shooting them from behind the he's the been stuck range. behind the targets because yeah. he obviously he's impervious yeah. to bullets yeah he can just so take it he's getting shot to shit but we don't know this and then all all these guys just start going pop and like bits of them exploding off yeah and he kills all these coppers and then he finds this gun which is like nothing I've ever seen before in my life yeah. speaking of Robocop <laughs> it's like a machine gun pistol I think um, me and Andy me and my friend Andy reviewed uh, I Come in Peace right. and I think it's the same gun I think it's a calico I think ah. um, see deep, yeah. deep cuts here man deep cuts I mean the, and they were, at, they were out round about the same time as well I think they were both out 1990 I believe uh, yeah. so so that makes sense maybe oh, the same I same was just thinking guy. oh they've made that gun up I think they might have added a few bits. To I think it. the fact that it's got about seven thousand bullets in it <laughs> is probably made. Up. It's a Robocop gun. It's a Robocop. Gun. He never, he never has to reload nothing. <laughs> never. But I, I, yeah, I forgot about that scene. But I love that. I love that he's yeah. just stood there, and like, then he comes who, out who the kn- dark, and who knows how long he's been there. Yeah. It's a great just, reveal. That. Yeah, it's a really good reveal. You didn't, you, I thought he was like shooting them from the side or something, but then he just comes out. Yeah, or he's, or he's behind them, just. Yeah. Going, but then he just walks out. Yeah, it's great. Oh, that was lovely. Yeah, it's a nice bit of imagery. I love that. I forgot how good that was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you see. I, 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 I think I thought that was from the first film for some reason, I think. I don't know why. It might but. have been in the first film as well. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was really... For all right. And then, and then yeah, he's moving through. The... The a lot that the, we haven't talked about Robert Darvey. I think he's really good in this. Yeah, Robert, um, well, he's Robert Darvey. Isn't yeah, he? exactly. It's my favorite. It's my favorite uh, Fratelli uh, <laughs> from uh, not not the band the, from the Goonies. Bizarre, bizarrely as well. I didn't realize he was still alive. Yeah, it's really and and, and it's like an um, was it the Mandela effect? Oh yeah, I genuinely thought, thought Robert died, Darvey yeah. died a few years back. Yeah, there was, I, then, I had one of those, and then realized no, he's, no. He's, he is still. No, I had, I had one of those with another actor. I can't remember who it was, but I was like, I'm sure he was dead. And please stay alive, Robert. Yeah, please. No, let's don't. not have any more deaths. I, I don't this want year. this to come out. We only just had, <laughs> you know, we've only just had a few few other celebrities go. So normally, not... normally when we mention a death or, or yeah, talk, talk about, I was talking about Sean Connery the other day, and then no, no, and then you, no, yeah. no, no, no. Let's the not news, do it. The news came out. So let's, let's not, not, not talk about that. Well, let's let's, let's, let's let's erase that. Yeah. Erase that from the Let's not let's not talk about threads then, because that might that might bloody happen. 
Stop it. Not threats. You've got to let me start talking about the f- Navy and God, fishing vessels. God, really oh. affected my mental health watching that film. I do apologise for forcing you to watch that one. I tell you what, it's everyone should watch it. Yeah, in everyone a way. Everyone should watch it and then shut up about yeah. Brexit and stuff. Exactly. Like, <laughs> this is how bad it could be. Enjoy being nice to each it, other. Yeah, please. It's Christmas. Yes. Uh, be good and don't live in a nuclear watch holocaust. Threads. Yeah, watch threads. Watch threads on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Just before you go to bed. I'm trying to think if there's some sort of Christmas element to that. I think, isn't there a no, Christmas party? I don't think there's anything Christmassy about that, is it? Really. <laughs> I think there might be snow on the mountains when they're all living do, by do, the sheep poop. Doesn't the girl and the lad meet them, meet each other at a Christmas party or something? So. Maybe. I think so. We'll have to watch it now. Just, oh, just, sure. the open, just watch the opening see if they meet at a Christmas party. But yeah, I would not watch Threads for Christmas. It's not Christmas Eve. It's not, be nice. joyous, it's not joyous like Maniac Cop It'll make you or, enjoy your sprouts the next day. <laughs> and then, and then when, when anyone farts using a spray, you go, ooh, threads. <laughs> You're trying to start a nuclear holocaust. Thermal nuclear detonation. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. No, Robert Darby, anyway. <laughs> Robert Darby. Robert, <laughs> Robert Darby. He's great in this. He's this tough, no-nonsense cop. But he does have like this sensitive side, and yeah. like because um, he's a detective, isn't he? He's, yeah, he's like that's where the noir thing. Yeah. he's got. He always wears his hat. hat yeah, a bit like Sam Spade type. You know the, what they call what they called those hats? The fedora, fedora, yeah, fedora. Nice this fedora. broad walked into my office. <laughs> Stupid! <laughs> she should have opened the door. <laughs> you know, you know uh, <laughs> she was talking about a Maltese Falcon. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so he he's he's got that moment where the psychologist meets him, mm-hmm. um, you know uh, Claudia Christian's character, uh, Riley Susan Riley. He's Riley so, yeah, yes. I'm remembering there you it go. now. They're coming back. To better me. than me. They're coming back to me in one of your outfits. <laughs> um, so he's, he's and she's like, "Oh, you just killed a guy. Uh, do you want to talk about that?" He's like, "No, he's just come back. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> he's come back. Deserved it. He would have shot me. Yeah. Oh well." And she's like, "Well, you know, maybe you're using excessive force. Maybe you could have tried to arrest him." She's like, "You know, he's he's out." you know I'll be out in you know in a week blah 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 um, and then she goes oh yeah I used to know a friend of yours and he's like what and she's like yeah a friend of yours used to he was had some issues had a similar track record to you um, and someone talked him out of coming to see me and he killed himself was it you and he's like what the fuck are you trying to say <laughs> He was like, well, you know, you're saying, you know, yeah. again, it's Did like, did you that kill kind of, your friend? And again, that's quite a modern thing that, yeah, yeah. you know, you know, men should, you know, be open with their feelings and their, yeah, you yeah. know, what's going on and the problems they're having, but there's not this kind of, you know, you know, stiff up a lip type and thing. I think that's a good thing about like an old film like this. Old films is, um, they make the point without forcing the point. Right. So it's just shown and not. Like not, you should not, have got to me with your mental health problems, yeah, and then not. we could have all lived forever. <laughs> Do please, if you are ever worrying about your mental health, you should talk to someone. And all in, in the yeah. script, yeah, they just showed you that you know, yeah, what toxic? It's toxic yeah. masculinity yeah, as it's of, known. Yeah. As it's known now, yeah, back yeah. then it was just ah, uh, don't be a tough man. Don't be a pussy. Yeah, you know, exactly. That, that, yeah, I think they even say that in the film. Yeah, I think and it, it like does that. show. It, it's shown without. Yeah, you're not hit over the head with it. Yeah. It's kind of this. It's not. It's not glorified that, no. he, that he's this. That, that yeah. should be done. It is mm. like looked frowned upon. Yeah, but they don't. But also, she's she's not a very good psychologist. Oh, she, she, she's shy. <laughs> she she is the doctor. She, she's she's the, the Doctor Loomis of psychology. She looks about as happy as I do. Yeah. So you'd walk into the psychologist feeling, ah, oh, I feel all right, you know, and then you come, you just look at her face and go, oh my god, mm. what's happened to you, love? Yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Cheer up, darling. Cheer up. Cheer up, love. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's 
sneering, sneering face. What's up with you? Yeah, but again, again, like you know, she didn't listen. Apparently, didn't listen to directions. So that might have been mm. you know shown. That might have shown in her performance. She didn't really want to be there. Might show in her performance as well. And I think sometimes it makes it, sense. Sometimes it can in those kind of you know. I've, I've done shows where maybe I've not necessarily enjoyed being. In, but <laughs> probably shows with me. I think we all work. Yeah, yeah. I can I can see on your face now actually. Mm, <laughs> never again. Um, but yeah, so you know, there's that possibility. But yeah, I like that she's a bit shit and she's a bit full of herself. Yeah, and she's like. No, this is real cop work. This is what this is what cops do. It's You've almost forgotten. like originally she wasn't written as a cop because yeah. it's like she's more she's more a home on the TV show that she goes on and stuff. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's that kind of, she's almost like a TV host rather yeah. than. And and when she goes on there, she kind of starts showing up the corruption yeah, and yeah. the and the covering up of murders because you've got Leo Rossi's character, who's I can't remember his name, but the the, the hairy Manson guy is it Truckle or Truckell? Yeah, sure. It's, it's but it's it's a really yeah. it's his first name is definitely Stephen. Stephen. It's definitely Stephen. I'm sure it's Truckle. <laughs> but it's it's his first name's Stephen. So it's we'll like say, we'll say Steve. Yeah, you know, Steve you know, Truckle. You know, sometimes it's like a you have to have like a weird name. No, this is yeah. just hello, Stephen. Yeah, <laughs> how are you? Yeah, oh, well, just going. At least they didn't give him the actor's name. You know, a, like yeah. uh, like when we did oh, yeah. the, when we did Society, it was Billy Billy. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> Billy. Oh God, <laughs> you're a good actor. You can't remember what's you can't remember your character's name. Okay, we'll just call you Billy. We'll call you Keith Chegwin. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find. Go on, you find it. You find what his name was. You, you carry on. But yeah, um, I can't remember what I was saying. What you was, carry, what you carry on about? giving the listeners some actual well, actual information. Telling something. Uh, oh yeah, she's oh, yeah. bringing. Yeah, she's revealing it on TV. Turkle, um, that was it. Turkle, Turkle, teenage mutant ninja Turkle. So she's revealing on TV. There's they're talking about this prostitute or stripper killer <laughs> which is which is Turkle and he's watching uh, it in a bar uh, yeah yeah mm-hmm. and he's like mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's a strip club mm-hmm. uh, he's like ooh <sighs> yeah and then he's and then she's going no 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 Cordell Cordell you know there's a mur- there's murders going on it's a police officer it's a madman called Cordell and they're like no let's not talk about him because yeah, yeah. we covered all this up which is kind of which is a revelation in the at the end of the film which is like you know there was corruption in the force Cordell was you know in the first film, it was more that he was like overzealous, yeah. violent, too violent, and eventually they just shut him down because they were like, "Right, you're killing too many people." You know, you kind of like the demolition man of of your kind of police unit. So stop doing that. Yeah, they set him up, and they set him up. But it turns out that he was also investigating. In this film, it's revealed that he was uh, investigating the corruption and well, there's the bribes. My, I've misremembered the first yeah. film there, then. Yeah, because I I thought the first film was. He was no. always set up, and that's what he no, was going no, for revenge. No, he was. He was so he was just because he was just, he was just a maniac. Yeah, he was like a really, really bad, a really, really dirty, dirty Harry ah, yes. kind of thing. So, so that's it's kind all of, coming back to me now. But then in this one, at the end of this one, Darby's like, you know, speaks to the commissioner, I think it is, or whoever it is, the guy with the grey hair and the pipe, the cigar. Um, he's like, you set him up. You See, did now, this. Should be a lesson to everyone listening. Mm. If you if you asked to watch the second in a film franchise, <laughs> watch them all. Watch the first one, and then you just, you just got to you can actually remember it rather than trying to troll back through your adult brain of twenty five years ago, thirty when years. Was this? Actually, when was it? Th- over thirty yeah, years yeah. ago. Yeah, it's like eighteen eight, eighty seven. Wow, and I watched it like on VHS mm. close to that time. Yeah, so it's not too bad. I don't actually yeah. remember any of it. You're, you're you're doing really well, I think. <laughs> I watched um, I watched the second one recently. Yeah. for this. Yeah, for, the, for this. I would hope so. For this. 
get out get out if you haven't I can remember remember less of that than the the first one from years ago that's fair but um, yeah so the first one is more that but then it's kind of a revelation in this one that he was also doing this other stuff so it kind of makes Cordell a bit more sympathetic in this one because before he was like yeah this is New York and obviously this horrible criminal element but it was also like he was yeah, going way and, too and far. The, the trying to almost add like a supernatural element to it, then isn't it? Where, mm. where like if you if you say sorry and like <laughs> give him a proper burial, yeah, maybe he won't know. Jason you in the next film. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all the kind of uh... yeah, give him a, give him a um, full pardon burial thing with with the flag and all yeah. that stuff. Because yeah, because uh, he basically just left spoilers. Because essentially, <laughs> at the end of the first film, they just left him. Yeah. In, in the, the water. water, they were just like, right, he's, yeah, clear, he's dead. He's, he's a, yeah. well. To be fair, if you if you'd seen a massive kind of mass to go through someone's chest, you yeah. would think they were dead. They just clapped. They just clapped their hands together. Pulled yeah. the they pulled the pulled the car out the water, don't they? I think so. Yeah, and he's not there. With still the post going through it, and he's not there. <laughs> yeah, and yet mm. in the second film, he's full. Mm. Surely, if he'd pulled the post Do-do-do. out, they'd have had to like rip it. Yeah, sideways. Yeah, or he just got a big hole in his chest. No, because he couldn't. Like, would you, yeah. I digress here on the physics of this go on, of go this on. death. But if he is in the driver's seat and a big mast goes through your chest, mm. through to the back of the vehicle from the front, yeah. to get out, he'd have had to climb through the windscreen <laughs> and slide 40 foot into the thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. So, yeah. so it would have been easier to just rip sideways, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it would have been. Just take your rib cage out. Yeah. But, but yeah, he didn't think of these things. He no. didn't need, need to think of these. No, but um, but yeah, she reveals that, and then Turkle <laughs> gets quite interested. Um, interest. Another interesting fact for you, Dan, is that Leah Rossi did some quote unquote research oh. by visiting strip clubs. Yes, and was kicked out of one because he made eye contact with one of the strippers, and she got freaked out and had the bouncers <laughs> kick him right out. So. Uh, well, well done. Well, he was. Well, he, he is known as being like a, a one of those kind of that level of actor, isn't he? Uh, what what do they call it? Uh, kind of method actor. Method, yeah. yeah. Very method. Getting really into yes. the role. He's um, pure. He's pure De Niro with that. Now, Daniel J. Lewis level. Oh, yeah. yeah. Seriousness. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was kind of wondering about the motivation. I'm, um, William Lustig says these films he made as quick as possible, as fast as possible, and kept them as fast-paced as possible, so no one would notice the plot holes in them. Yeah, is what he said. Um, I always kind of wonder about his kind of motivation, like Cordell's motivation. Is he is he going after the cops because he he's been betrayed by the cops, or is he going after the criminals because he still hates the criminals because you know they stabbed him up, and and then even at the end, is he in because. Turkle teams up with him. They they start a friendship. Yeah, you know, which is kind of strange. I, I, it kind of just sort of happens. Doesn't? There's not really much kind of logic to it. No, it's enjoyable, but it's just there's not. It doesn't make that much sense. Um, and then he kind of protects him and looks after him and stuff. But I'm never quite sure, like you know, who's the enemy for Cordell? And and when they talk about, like, getting an army together and taking over, because Danny, Danny Trejo's in this as well. Yeah. He's got a small role. And Clarence Williams III, who uh, was Prince's dad in Purple Rain. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's the one who they use as the ruse to get into the prison, isn't he? Yeah, that's right, that's right. He's, um, oh, he's the Clarence Williams III. You probably know him from Tales from the Hood as well. 
He, he was the original. Like, you might remember him from films like, <laughs> such <laughs> as Tales from the Hood. Um, but yeah, he's his Prince's abusive dad in Purple Rain. Some other stuff. You'll, you'll, he's in loads. You'll, you'll have seen him. But yeah, it's nice to see. I don't think Danny Trejo has a line, but he's, he's there as a yeah. prisoner, background prisoner, yeah, which is great. But, um, but he was yeah. just still in prison at the time, and they just yeah, probably happened to be probably. Him, <laughs> You look like you've been in prison. Yeah, I have. Oh, great, perfect. We've got you'll fit right in. Yeah. You'll know all the lingo. Um, but yeah, he's. he's I love it. I love Danny Trejo. He's, he's amazing guy. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I've, never... I've, I've met him. A couple... Have you? Yeah. Oh, nice. Did you take his photo? I did. I of course did. you did. Many photos oh, of I'm him. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. Handsome fella. Handsome, yeah. handsome fella. So, some of them he knew about. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is a great, great guy. You're going to blackmail him. <laughs> cancel cancel Danny Trejo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a great, great guy. No, yeah. No, you should. Um, by the way, you should definitely check out Dan's photography, his cosplay photography, and celebs as well. Take photos of the celebs and, and all the other stuff, headshots. Uh, and he is, is also available to be hired if needs be. Indeed. Full photography. Full photography. You get all the stuff, and you get more than you would from some other photographers that you would pay full whack for. And Dan isn't even. Even asking you for the full whack, he's just he's just full asking whack. for a for a decent amount of scratch, <laughs> yeah. so he can live. We just all gotta live, you know. Exactly, especially in these COVID riddle times. I, I love the I love the edits you've done. Edits on my photos, like when my uh, I think we met when I did Pre- President Lex. Yes, which well, again was my a bit favorites. Yeah, one of my favorite. One of my favorite, and uh, I think I think you really captured. I think between the two of us, yes, I think we really captured the essence of the very, the Lex, and it yes. was uh, it was very very um, corporate, very very Donald Trump as well. I had the oh, badge yes. and and everything. I had a green ring with a bit of kryptonite and everything. I had a torn at the torn cape it's as well. Su- it's superb. You, it you, was good. You can check it out. Or- Yes, uh, I can't fit in that suit anymore, but that's another, yeah, that's that's another thing. That's another that's life, man. That's life. <laughs> Just got so A lot of people say I put a COVID weight. I'm like, yeah, I'll use that as yeah, an excuse. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I call it pizza weight. There's been COVID going for three years in my case. Then. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, some, some good I've just started wearing jumpers to hide it. It's, yeah. easy, it's easier. Uh, I'm just going to have to buy a lot more. Bigger stuff. Yeah. That's that's it. That's just. Oh, just stay in. I'm trying to eat a little bit better, so I'm yeah. doing a little bit. I just probably need to do more exercise. I think that's probably it. Anyway, I, I tell you what, I also like that you do as well is the the photo restorations. Um, oh, yes, um, I enjoy that as well. Yeah, so you'll take a really old photo, a damaged photo, a burnt photo, or what yeah. have you, and you're able to digitally not not only do these amazing kind of cosplay edits and stuff, and add energy, you know, weapons and backgrounds and stuff, but genuine people's memories, genuine yeah. memories, you're able to restore and and make it look like, and and you can turn you know black and white into color and yeah. things like that. So and, and it's, it's amazing and, stuff. And, and some of the sometimes it's images like they've got a really torn. It's in bits the photo, and you yeah. think you think nothing can be done like half a face missing etc mm. and you can if you've got information of one side yeah. of the face you can rebuild the other side yeah you can kind of, kind of sort of just yeah so you can, I can pretty much do anything with digitally with photos okay. really well look, look him up I'm going to tag him in the podcast tag, tag it. it tag everything so check it all out the galleries are there on Facebook cheap Twitter. as chips cheap as chips David discount right <laughs> discounted it's know, the real deal Christmas offers going so contact me for the yeah. real deal if you're a cosplayer get in, get, get in touch if you're an actor get in touch yes. you know you've done you've done a, one of my shows you did the photography for which is amazing yes uh, Death by Pi as well get them on Twitter and Facebook They're Death, by Pico. They're Death by Pico Death by Pico at Death by Pico um, yeah they're doing some great shows and stuff i'm not really involved anymore but uh, i still love what they do so so get it get involved get stuck in anyway 
Maniac Cop 2. We keep digressing. <laughs> we it's almost like this film doesn't hold our attention. I know, right? It's sh- well, I, w- I will say this about the film. It, it, it moves at a pace. It's, it's, it's a good action film. It's and it doesn't outstay its welcome. No. It's good. It's just like it's on. It's, about it's an hour moving. and a half, isn't it? Roughly. Yeah, a little, little under or over an hour and a half. Uh, and yeah, it's great. It's it's fun. Uh, it's actually it's it's the Godfather part two of the Maniac Cops. Of Maniac Cops. <laughs> it's a good. Yeah, it's, it's a better. It's better than the first one. It does kind of build the universe a bit more, yeah. so that grows. And, and it's more um, of it's more of well, it's a typical like nineties. Yeah, it's Terminator, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's like an action horror yeah. rather. Than oh, it's very like very Terminator. One's... It's like it's like if Jason Voorhees had a gun. Yeah, first one's trying to be like a horror film. Yeah. This, this one's more like a yeah a it, slasher. It's kind of horror action action horror action. Yeah, more action. It's kind of your aliens to alien, isn't it? Really, yes. I think that's probably yeah, yeah, the, that's I think that's the, the best, best kind of analogy because yeah. it's more action patch, yeah. action packed. And that alien that bears out our fellow stomach half. Oh, exactly. Oh, is that a different? Is that, I can't He's remember. just got a little police hat on. <laughs> got a badge hello my man <laughs> tap dancers put your hands up <laughs> <laughs> you're under arrest when, when the little thing goes out of its mouth it's a truncheon <laughs> oh that's a good thing about this as well his, his weapon is um, his police truncheon mm. but when he he opens it it's a sword oh yes yeah. it's, it's almost like a kind of long kind of I, I like the design of it it's like, it's like a mini katana thing yeah. like thing but the thing but, is he spins it round he does this cool move yeah, where he spins I it on the. That. But now, every time I think about it, I just think, well, surely the cover would have flown off. Yeah. <laughs> and it'd just be spinning a sword around. Again, something maybe it's secured, should have maybe twists it to secure it. But, yeah. but that, to be fair, when you hear that noise, it's like. Yeah, because you hear. There is, there is a part in the film where you hear it, don't you? Yeah, and, and when it's he's, like. Is he dead? Mm. Is he really dead? You just say that. And, you know, I, I don't know how he does it, but it looks amazing as well. He just spins it all the way around, and then he spins it the other way all the way around. Yeah. And it's attached to his wrist. But it, and it, and I, it probably didn't make that noise, but I do like the sound effect of the... <laughs> it, I think it does make that noise, yeah. literally, doesn't it? Because yeah. you hear it slap, and the slap on yeah, his hand as well. Yeah, it. Every time we catch it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's brilliant. I mean, it's, it's hardly any... Uh, no, it's, but no. it's, it's that's what it's going for. I think yeah. <laughs> that was the idea behind that noise. Yeah, it's not as iconic, but I think it's still effective. It's yeah. still like a good kind of you know, and it, and it, it worries you because here you can, comes the cop. And you can because I think in the first one they didn't have that as much, but no. in this one they have it a lot more. It's yeah. more of a motif. It is it's his main weapon, in this, yeah. Isn't it? And uh, and again, and again, he's just mental. Um, and then he like I was talking about the motivation of Maniac Cop and not really understanding it. Where do you where do you stand on that? I'm like, do you, do, you, do you think he just kills everybody? Do you well, think he's just, yeah, well, I think he's just he is a maniac. Th- He'll just kill whoever things, he thinks. One of the things that is quite like you'll find jarring in mm. the film is the fact that they could have made him where he was like still a cop. Yeah, fi- you know, like when yeah. he comes into a situation, mm. is he's almost like his first instinct will be cop like, but then he just goes, "Oh, we'll just kill yeah. everyone in here." Yeah, but he's t- he kind of like bursts in as a cop, kills the the person who's the victim. Yeah, he goes for the victim first rather mm-hmm. than like anyone else. Yeah, that's the opening scene. The, the yeah. opening, new, the new footage for the start of the film is uh, kind of a, a hold up, and he walks in. Uh, he yeah, knocks yeah. the guy out who's holding the guy hostage, and then he kills. He kills oh, that's the, that's a great that's a great scene. Yeah, that as Cause, well because the um, basically the the, the pair <laughs> is making the fella scratch all the scratch cards off. Yeah, and he wins five grand, <laughs> and he's like, he won. 
You've won five grand. Then. <laughs> You're a liar. You're a liar. Yeah. And then the cop like takes him out, mm. so he's knocked out, and he goes, "Who? I can keep this money." And, yeah. and then he just shoots him with a, with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Yes, okay. You're not getting the five grand. Yeah, it's just like it's just like kills anybody. So you think you think it's not necessarily like who's wronged him or well, just, towards the end, a motive towards the end of it when when he's made friends with Circle and Circle mm. saying, "Yeah, we're gonna make an army and all that." You, you see that look of recognition on his face where he's like, "I'm not making an army, mate. I'm just going yeah. to kill all these people who killed me." I'm, it's re- I'm it's revenge cop. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So he's he's going back to Sing Sing. But all the other all the other kills in the film are cops. Mm. Pretty much it's pretty much like the fellow who gets on the hook. Yeah. And and another great kill where where oh, he's yeah. towing the car. Yeah. And the yeah. cops are pure shit. <laughs> it is a cop, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, he's like yeah. a traffic cop. He's, yeah. And he's going, he, Ah, you're getting towed and he's like, Oh, yeah. it's Christmas, buddy, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's a proper Camel coloured coats, yeah, yeah, dapper, like, like yuppie, typical proper yuppie, yuppie, yuppie from those films, yeah. isn't he? Like, you yeah. know, um, Dan Aykroyd in tra- Trading yeah. Places type, yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> and then this cop basically <laughs> gets put on a hook on the back of the tow vehicle and towed away. <laughs> and what does the fella do? He just rips his tickets up and goes, Woohoo, yuppie! Yeah. Like, like, oh come on, man! And then, and then, then like the next scene, he's like being arrested. He's like, it's clearly you. And even, it's clearly and, you. And even then, police let him go. Yeah. He just goes, "It wasn't me." And he goes, "Ah, right, get out of here! Yeah, get out of here!" <laughs> Literally but, says, "But get you would, out of you would here. think, like, you know, if he's writing up a ticket and your car is being towed away with the guy yeah, you'd, attached you'd go, to you, like, well, it's clearly you. You're, you're s- the murderer. You'd be slightly traumatised, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. At, at the like, very like, least." So like, mm. He just skips up the road, ripping his ticket up into yeah. millions of pieces. Like, goes back to his bar or whatever. Yeah. Like the end I, of the Goonies. I'll tell you a moment I really like in it as well. Um, the, we're speaking of James Earl Jones' dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, is it Henry Jones or Harry Jones, maybe? I'm not sure. Anyway. I think his name's Harry in the film. Harry in the film. Maybe that's why. Um, but James Earl Jones' dad, anyway, yeah. uh, regardless. He uh, he has this... Um, the killing is done of uh, Bruce Campbell, yeah, yeah, yeah. which a lot of people aren't very happy about with him dying and, and the and Lorraine uh, Landron, or whatever she was called, um, being killed because they were like, oh, we like those characters. And they're like... He's like, William Lustig was like, I don't really care. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't care. And now they're dead. <laughs> yeah, you know. And even in the in the first film, like Tom, Tom Atkins, you know, he's like the lead guy all the way through. So yeah. He still buys it. You know, he still dies. And, yeah. and I, I really like Tom Atkins in that. But it doesn't doesn't make it a worse film. And you've got Richard Roundtree in that film as well. Some, some proper, it's a great cast. Proper, yeah. Robert Robert Forrester's in th- the third one. I think the I think the cast in all of them is, is it's good. decent. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Like I'm I'm surprised that obviously there are a lot of kind of genre kind of film stars and kind of um you know from the seventies or eighties that are like being used in it. Yeah. yeah. But but it works. Yeah. And it and it brings like they're only small parts really that they play, right? Robert Forrester plays a like a head surgeon or something in the third one, but then he's killed in like. But they the bring scene. they bring something to it, don't they? Yeah, exactly. And there's um the guy in the third one as well, the you know the 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 print the uh, teacher from Breakfast Club, yeah, the guy yeah, from yeah, Die Hard. Yeah. He, he's in it for like five <laughs> minutes and then gets killed. You know, there's all these really top quality actors in every single film in this franchise. Yeah. There's there is a a actor you've definitely seen somewhere before and that have delivered some, you know, decent, you know, worthy performances. Yep, um, these kind of genre stars. And it's nice to see that kind of that heritage of of films kind of carrying on. Um uh, and hiring those actors. You know, you could have just hired any old you know, person, but yeah. I'm glad that they pulled these kind of guys and that they were up for it as well. Recognizable faces. They said, you know what? Yeah, it sounds great. I like the concept. You know, I'll, you know, it's a B movie, but what the hell? Yeah. You know, the paycheck's good. Yeah, it's money. I'll take it. I'll, I'll take the work. You know, so so yeah. Um, anyway, the 
there's after Bruce Campbell gets killed, the blind guy who's you know James Earl Jones' dad. He's giving this speech about yeah, it's World really, War Two. It's really good. Um, it's just Quint moment. Yeah, basically, yeah, this is a Quint moment. Yeah, so he's got this, he's got this backstory, and he's 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 been blinded in, in, by an explosion. He's been covered in dead bodies, um, and the dead bodies are keeping him warm because it's like the height of winter. Yeah, um, and he was like, he's took, and he was like, did you touch the maniac cop? And he was like, yeah, I've never, I've never felt the cold of death like I have when I touched that cop. <laughs> and it's like, oh fucking hell, it gives you chills, yeah. like literal chills. Um, so that's that's a absolutely great moment in it as well. But um, talk about talk about Circle a bit. You're saying that that's your your favourite performance in it. I think yeah, I think it's a really oh for what the character is. Mm. I think it's really well rounded. He's good actor. Yeah, uh, and I think he's, he takes it to the, the manic without being over the top. Yeah, because he, he he's quite believable. In fact, yeah. it's, it's like because like when he, it's not hamming it up when he's watching the show in yeah. the strip club, mm. he basically gets a new stripper comes out. That he's never seen before, mm. and the thing about Turkle is he's killing these dancers so yeah. they don't dance for anyone else. Yeah. That's his thing. Mm. So he's got them all like the pictures on the walls of these the girls he's killed when he and when he takes um, Cordell back <laughs> when he takes Cordell back to yeah. his place for a coffee. <laughs> uh, he shows him these pictures and says, "Look, these these girls are never going to dance for anyone else now. Mm. They're my girls." Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when and when he's this new stripper comes out. He shows. He, he picks his change up off the bar. He's been mm. sat at the bar watching the TV all yeah, this time, yeah. and he's got like the change sat there, mm. and he just gets the one note that's there and walks over and just like shows her the note. Mm. So she comes over to him, gives him all his, the attention, mm. and he's and he's like praying at the altar of her. Mm. He literally, he's, yeah. he, he cups his hands and like prays, and he's just looking at her. He looks at her in the eyes. Mm. He she takes the top off, and he's not. Yeah. He's not interested in the eyes. He's just looking at her. Mm. He's seeing her. Mm. It's a beautiful moment, <laughs> and, then, and then she throws she throws a bra at him, and yeah. he kind of like snaps out of it, kind of thing. And that's almost like when you see the fact that he like kind of falls in love with them, yeah. But then for some reason thinks, yeah, I want to kill you now. Yeah, I've had that. I've 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 got that now. Yeah. That's mine. It's always going to be mine. Nobody else gets it. And then she's it. Go, it basically goes straight there then to in the room mm. where. She's in her room again. There's loads of stupid bits in this film. She's basically in in like it's really it's really weird because she's in like an old woman's. It's almost like an old woman's room with like yeah. an old furniture and all that. But then there's all this like rah rah stuff and like mm. the her school letters on the on on oh, the yeah. on the wind. You know what yeah, I mean? She's like she's almost like because she's got that phone call with her mom or yeah. something. Or she's it's like, like she's in a dorm, but let, it's, let it's like an old motel type thing. It's really yeah. bizarre. It's, yeah, it's almost like those two worlds that are sl- yeah. slowly kind of the stripper world in her career as a stripper, but then her like trying to go to college yeah, and, it's really, and be the family girl as well. It's, it's like, just totally bizarre. It's, it's almost bizarre. like it's almost like we don't have time to get to know this character. Yeah. Here's just the two main facets of and who the, she is. The door rattles and she goes, "Oh, who is it?" And then it starts getting banged on. Mm-hmm. So she rings whoever must be downstairs, the security, mm-hmm. and like, and you can hear them saying, "No, oh, piss off! It's the job you do," kind of thing yeah. to her. Not helping at all. Yeah. It's like they're really dismissive of her. She's screaming at somebody's trying to murder me and they're like, ah, shut up. Like this this film, these set of films, are not a great advert for New York. <laughs> Do you know what? That was something I was going to mention as well. Do you remember like 80s, 90s was New York? You wouldn't want to go to New York. Nah. It was like yeah. steam coming out the yeah. sewers and yeah. just you got killed every I corner. I think seventies, eighties, nineties. There's not many like magical. It, it New was York the Warriors. Movies. Everything's the Warriors, <laughs> and it's like you know, 
And who, who'd have thought it was Giuliani who fixed that? Yeah. How, how, how bizarre. Yeah. So Giuliani fixed it. <laughs> who'd have thunk it? Yeah. Modern Giuliani's. <laughs> Wouldn't it, would have joined in. Yeah, my God. But, uh, anyway, we digress. Scary. Yeah. Political. So, and, and that bit where he comes into that room actually get, is a jump scare. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's quite, you know, he's it's like quite realistic. Hmm. That it's not like um, he's yeah. not he's not like go like a ooh a boogeyman type. Yeah. Me- he's literally just he's grabbing scaring her. her. He's grabbing saying, her. Like, yeah, ah, yeah. Ah. yeah, and and it's not. And what I like about it is, well, it's not like exploitative. It's not no, like no. you know he slaps her and her breast falls out, and you know he's trying to you know it gets to the point where he's trying to rape her or something. You yeah. know you don't actually get to those moments. No. So so it's quite almost quite tame. In, in regards to showing, like if you think if you look at Maniac, yeah, yeah, like that's quite full on. Yeah, there's none of stuff that. like that. But but this is kind of kind of reined in, yeah, and, yeah. and I think he knows the kind of story he's trying to tell here with the Maniac Cop, as opposed to that particular character is well, the Maniac sexual perversions. Yeah, the Maniac Cop comes into the room, and he's rougher than yeah the serial killer. Yeah, and I think that's kind of like a, a, a point they make. Mm. At first, he shoves him out the way. To get to his victim, yeah. So you think you're always going to kill him, yeah? But then he, just but takes he doesn't. He, he actually he starts strangling air, yeah. And then the police come in. Obviously, takes two coppers out again. Yeah. Super Hulk throw across yeah. the room, <laughs> and then and then he breaks the window through. So the other and helps yeah. the other guy through. Yeah. Come on, sir, please, yeah, please again, escape with me. And they escape into the night. And again, like it's not. I felt that's like very the, that's very Frankenstein Igor type. Yeah, because he he's helping. He's helping the, the doctor out, yeah. out the window kind of things. Mm. He, he's using his strength to yeah. get him to safety. Yeah, exactly. It's kind, kind of helping. Of things, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I just wish there was a bit more kind of... I, I, I needed a bit more kind of information why the Maniac Cop was there. Like, why was he there? How, how does he know who that guy yeah, is? That's a, yeah, like, they just he just turns up. It's random. Yeah. Um, I get, I get that he's seen him. Like, Leo Rossi has seen him on TV. Like, I, I get that. So I felt like he should find the cop. Like, he should find the maniac cop, yeah. not the other way around. Um, and it was also it's on like the fifteenth floor or something. It's not like the maniac cop was just passing. Yeah, exactly. He's gone all the way up, and you wouldn't think he's got a radio because no. she rang the police. Mm. But you know, it's not like. But it's like within seconds as well. Isn't yeah, it? it's he's within, the first on the scene. Is yeah, it's exactly. the maniac cop. Yeah, even even those cops that do arrive, you know, arrive fairly quickly. But it's, I don't know yeah, if he's is got. There, like, is there any reason for him to be there? Was was he? Was, was he, was he, was he just going to just kill that woman just randomly, or yeah. was there? A, you know, I, I kind of just I wanted a bit more kind of. I, I mean, I, again, I like the relationship. I like the kind of you know the 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 serial killer and the other serial killer. But I would like I liked to have a, a bit more kind of. Yeah, I don't think they, you I know, don't think they could think of anything. About to do yeah. it, so they just went. I, I think know. they were like, we just want these two characters together. We like yeah. these two characters. Get them together. This happens, you know. It's just random, yeah. um, you know. But I, I felt if you know there was something tie like, you know, if he'd seen the the stripper commit a crime or something, maybe, and then she was like, he was like, oh, I'm going to go kill her. I think in the first film, if it, I may be misremembering this again. Yeah. Isn't doesn't he have a doesn't he have the radio either in his car? I think and, so. And he yeah. hears calls. Well, you know what it is. Um, the woman, the woman, he's kind of that woman you thought he was his mother. Yeah, yeah. Is kind of giving him information because right, it's yeah. like an inside job. Yeah. Um, to go and kill these 
you know, go to these crime scenes or kill right, these right, specific right, right. people. Yeah. Um, because that kind of p- puts the blame on somebody Someone else, else, puts it on Bruce Campbell and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that's how it works. And, um, I, I mean, you might have a, a police radio, might have a police car, possibly. I can't remember. Um, I think he had the car in the first yeah. one, but I can't, because otherwise, I, I literally can't think why. There's a great, um, the finale of the third one is a great, uh, car chase in it um, where, where the maniac cop is on fire <laughs> the whole time <laughs> so he's chasing them they're in an ambulance I need he's to rewatch chasing, that I need he's to chasing re-watch them that. and he's just he's again he's just constantly on fire and then he holds on to the, the van he holds on to the ambulance so they can't get away I always remember that film I don't know why I remember yeah. it because it was Badge of Honor wasn't it yeah uh, Badge of Silence Badge of Silence Badge of Silence <laughs> yeah the right to remain silent forever <laughs> Um, yeah, so that, it's it's fun. It's silly. It's it's very much the same sort of thing. But if you like if you like the car chase in the in Maniac car chase, all, all the stunt work and the yeah. car and the action scenes in so this good. film are, really, are really good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just it's it's fun. Like it's not you're not gonna you you're going into Maniac Cop and or Maniac Cop two or even Maniac Cop three. You're not expecting kind of Oscar worthy performances. No. You're not expecting you know necessarily good writing, good um, film techniques, storytelling. Whatever. It's got a beautiful cut in this where the one I think it's the uh, girl who the stripper girl who gets killed. Maybe okay, not. okay, maybe not. Yeah, but anyway, she walks into the camera and goes right into her face. Yeah, blacks out, and then it's she's in another room behind. It's it's really it's a really nice cut. I tell yeah, you. Peter a- McKinnon would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> there's some, I mean, there's some good work, and and I'll be honest, because because William Lustig and Larry Cohen, you know, wrote produced and directed all of them there is quite a consistency to them in yeah. style in tone in writing in characterization so there you know it's one of the more probably consistent horror you know trilogies at least trilogies out there you know you you do kind of get what you want from each of the films yeah. you know and again they don't outstay their welcome they're quite short they're quite pacey um you know they add they add a, a bit more layer they add another kind of layer to the kind of onion of the story yeah. if you will they're enjoyable yeah. actually enjoyable yeah. schlock it's proper yeah it is schlock yeah. it is schlock but I like I like schlock yeah. I like cheese um, and I think they are stylish and they are stylized in a way especially the first one is very I think you know it, it just has there's something about the first one I think is probably the best looking I think and, the, and this one as he walks when he, when he um, attacks the police station yeah. it's got the beautiful scene where he walks through a window with a wreath on and the wreath sticks to his face <laughs> Classic. No one says Christmas. Like a maniac cop with the wreath on his head. <laughs> I thought it? it was going to land on his head. Like, yeah. Like Jesus. Or like round his neck. <laughs> or like the, the ghost of Christmas. Yeah. Yet to come or something like that. <laughs> Change your ways or the maniac cop will kill you. Yeah. That sort of thing. There's a wreath on his head. <laughs> Only because I just tipped in going, hello, ma'am. Cordell. 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 That's it. That's all he says in the second yeah. one as well. It's Cordell. Uh, and then th- I think in the third one, all he says is, is finish it. Um, speaking speaking of Cordell, um, Robert Darby was known for being a little bit of a dickhead sometimes. Um, <laughs> like, I like him, he's good, but he's on set, he's known for being a bit mischievous. Mm. You know, a bit. So um, apparently, like, um, Robert Zadar was having a real issue with the makeup and, like, just didn't like the makeup, wasn't yeah. having a, a good time with it when he would eat. He's kind of like more decayed in this one, isn't he? Yeah, it? exactly. He's kind of rotted away yeah. or pruned up because he's been in the water. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's got a nose, you know. He's more skeletal, definitely. Yeah. Like, in the, in the last one, there's not necessarily anything supernatural about it. No, he's just a sliced face. Yeah. He could be alive. Yeah. You, don't, you don't know whether he's he dies he is actually or dead. not. Yeah, but yeah. anyway. Um He's dead. He's dead. He's dead now. Yeah, he's definitely dead now. Um but uh oh God, I've 
forgotten what I was saying now. Um, I was saying about the thing. Robert Darvey being a bit of a... Yes, Robert Darvey, sorry. Bit of a shit. See, I'm, I'm bad today as well. My That's brain's it, gone. It's catching. It's catching up. I'm, I'm catching the disease. <laughs> um, yeah, Robert Darvey was a bit of a shit. So when um, Zadar was eating, some of the food would get stuck between his mask <laughs> and his face. Quite irritating. So Robert... Like, uh, Robert uh, Darby would go up and go and go oh, are you enjoying your meal so he'd have like a liquid lunch because um, he could just food would get everywhere and he's like are you enjoying your meal I've got this lovely hamburger <laughs> mm. oh oh this hamburger so tasty mm. and he's like what are you doing what are you doing man but the, the he had such a hard time with it that the director said I tell you what if you if you troop through if you soldier through this film I'll pay for your family to go on a holiday nice and he did Genuinely did. He paid for the paid for the holiday, paid for the flight. Very happy, and that's why he came back for a third one because he was like, "Fair enough, you know, you yeah. got me." Um, and I think I think the the makeup's a bit more severe in the in the third one because again, at the end of this movie, spoilers, but he, he gets burnt, burnt to a crisp. <laughs> and he doesn't even poor guy doesn't even get his revenge after all this. I know, yeah. He doesn't even get the the guys go, oh, it's Cordell. Like they recognise him somehow. <laughs> They're like, it's Cordell. Every every prisoner in there yeah. was clearly arrested by him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every single prisoner, Cordell. And they Molotov him, don't they? They Molotov him straight away, and they're like, he's yeah. just like, the, the person, just he just announces it over the tannoy, doesn't he? Yeah. Cordell. He's yeah. talking to him, and, he, and everyone in the place goes, it's Cordell. It's Cordell. <laughs> oh, no. There's not even one prisoner who just shrugs his shoulders and goes, who's Cordell? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Everyone's terrified. It's Cordell's here. Cordell's here. And, you, and, and somehow they've got flammable liquids to yeah. hand. As you do. Yeah, as you, as you do. Molotovs. Mm. Uh, maybe it's, maybe they made it in toilet water. Who knows? Possible, yeah. Probably, probably something like that. But, um, that, but the, that it starts the um, the longest, long, full burn sequence <laughs> yeah. I have ever seen yeah. in my entire life. And that's why it's great. And and again, in the, in the second one, like I was talking about, he's just constantly on fire in the second one. <laughs> he's grabbing people, setting them on fire with his hands. And I guess that's kind of like another thing that goes back to that Frankenstein idea because he was always kind of afraid of fire and being yeah, burnt yeah. and stuff. So so, so how do you kill this Frankenstein monster? Well, we set him on fire. And then they make a, oh, this horrific... He manages to grab Turkle and then Turkle's like, I'm on fire, which is, uh, which is a stunt Leo Rossi didn't want to do until uh, until uh, the director... Because he, he was originally a stunt man, wasn't he? Was yeah, he? I think so. Um, but William Lustig was like, he was like, you do it and I'll do it. Um, so William Lustig was like, yeah, I'll do it. Did it, and he was fine. Uh, apparently, Leo Rossi still burnt his beard and hair. <laughs> I'm surprised. That was some beard and hair. I don't, I don't know how long he was growing that for, but bloody hell. Like, like it takes me a while to get a, a good bush on, but even I, I can't even get no, up to that level. He, he was full, full bush, man. Full bush. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then they tumble out of the, the building and die. That, that, and now that's a great stunt as well. Yeah. Falling, just falling into on fire. Into, into the food truck. Into the food truck. <laughs> the and then that explodes. And yeah, amazing. But yeah, it's um, it's a film. It's certainly it's a film. It's definitely a film. <laughs> and, it, and it, of course, ends with that beautiful ending of there's a coffin with a, with his badge on it. And yeah. then he bursts, his hand bursts out and grabs the badge. Again, the kind of Friday the 13th Fred, yeah. type. Freddy Krueger killing the mum at the end yeah, type, uh, yeah, yeah. type end. Yeah, it is. That is it's a just, bit like But that. it's with a badge. Yeah. So that final carry moment, that final jump scare, yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah, I do quite. It's, it's done quite well. I think it's like quite fast. Yeah. I quite like that. It's one of them ones where you look and you have to slow motion, yeah. slow motion it to see if the badge actually does yeah. doesn't fly off. Yeah, <laughs> and he's grabbed nothing. Yeah, it's it's, that. It's that quick. That grab, he's grabbed it. It's that would be quite the blue. It's gone. It's gone. It's good glue on that badge. <laughs> so I think overall, I like 
the Maniac Cop franchise. Yes, I do. I think it's it's the good, the solid. It is what it is. It is what it is. And it's one of those it's one of those franchises where there might be other franchises where the announcer TV if the announcer TV show now you'd be like, mm, yeah, don't know about that. Like, mm. but this one is like, ooh, yeah, love to see what they do with it because the characters and the the whole. I mean, as we say now, it's probably even more. Relevant, yeah, I think so too. I, I kind of hope trauma cops go through and they put on and the bad ones, yeah, as give, well. Yeah. Give the um, the, bad, the good police ones a bad name. name, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I kind of hope what you were saying before that they try and do that where it's like it's a regular cop, um, and he's like, oh hello, I'm just pulling you over for the ticket, yeah, and then you realise he's a fucking maniac, yeah. I kind of hope they do that. That it's a bit more kind of. Um, you can't tell who it is. It's not just this hulking monster. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind if he gets to that point like later on where it's like, ah, you know, or if he's maybe like he was in the army and he had like a super soldier serum or something because, like that. Because if he's, if he's a big, he's got to be a big guy. Yeah. Big-ish guy. Big-ish guy, yeah. Um, a little bit like, do you remember, do you remember Southland, the show? Uh, no, no. Cudlitz, who's from, who's in Walking Dead. Okay, yeah. What's his, what's his first name? But he's he's a yeah. All, it's all cops, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But he's he's like a quite stacked a big guy. He's not like dead muscly. But no. he's he looks like if if he grabbed all the he could grab all the you yeah, know what exactly. I mean. And that's what I think that's what you'll need. Mm. Not like a nice face actor. Like no, I guess uh, I guess you're still gonna have the elements to make it maniac cop. Yeah. But he's um, gonna be nice enough to go to people. Yeah. No, he, he he doesn't want that sliced up appearance. I kind of like to away. see. I kind of like to see the arc for the character. I kind of yeah. like to see the beginnings. And then how he gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse, and then maybe he gets killed, has an accident, and then comes back. Like I'd like to see how he kind of slowly but surely the the maniac cop comes out, yeah. and then we get, and then almost like do you remember the first season of Daredevil where yeah. you get him in a suit that's not the Daredevil suit, but he's doing all the things. And yeah. You see the development, and then the finale, you get the big. Well, that's what'd be good. Red be good if suit. the first series was just he was a he was literally a. The, yeah. the, they're hunting for this maniac yeah. killer cop. Mm. He gets caught in the at the end of the series yeah. and done in. Yeah, and then series and two is going to be like yeah. he's, he's the monster cop. Well, yeah, like, I mean that would follow that would follow the films, but I would like to see like I would like more of that mystery or more kind of you know um, a point. Uh, more his reason? Red, yeah, more red herrings as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Could it be this guy? He's a bit dodgy. Like it could be like the whole idea. Like it could be anybody is. Just that, you know, a hair's one breath, bad day, one bad, one bad day, day away. away from being the maniac cop. So anybody could be the maniac cop. Or one day someone's using a little too excessive force. Are they the maniac cop? Or maybe yeah. someone's being a bit secretive. Are they the maniac cop? I would kind of like a bit more of that mystery. But then again, I still kind of want that kind of supernatural, superhuman. Yeah, aspect it's hard to well. say how they could do it as a series, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it'd be interesting. But I'm, I'm interested. I think yeah. they've got, like we said, they've got amazing people behind it. So I, you know, I love Ed Brubaker. I love Drive and all the other films from. Reffen, um, I yeah. think that's how you pronounce it. Um, I think they're the best kind of team to attack something like this yeah, and definitely. to and to bring something new to it and to twist it in a way. Um, I'm well up for it. Whenever it is comes, it's going to be on HBO, is it? Or I who? don't. I'm not sure. I'm, I'd have to it's do got, a bit it's more. Got that, it's got that vibe about it. Oh yeah. It? Yeah, I don't know who. It's got to be cable. It's, oh yeah, it's not going to be a network show. No, it's going to be. There's going to be streaming, some sort of streaming of yeah, yeah. Um But I think it's got a big enough name, and I think people know the franchise enough to see that um, there's going to be something different about it, and there'll be a, a new spin on it. And I, I'm really looking forward to it because I think it'll be. I'll have, I'll have to have a, another look because I'm sure it was like it was a couple of years ago they announced that. Yeah, 
He said something. And I've kind of forgotten about it until, yeah. until you mentioned it before. So after yeah, I, I remember hearing ages ago, I remember hearing Brubeck was attached. And then I heard Refn was attached. I wasn't sure with or without the script from Brubaker. Um, so, but now if I go on IMDb, it says Refn and it says Brubaker script. So I'm hoping that they're together. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe Refn will have his own idea. And it hasn't been shelved already yeah who knows and then again it maybe it should have come out this year maybe it should have been produced this year but obviously with everything going on yeah, yeah. who knows i'm That's still waiting f- for my killer clowns from outer space sequel as well well it's been um it's been talking about that again recently, haven't they? Mm, so it's yeah. definitely happening. Yeah, I would hope, I would hope so because that's one of my favourites, one of my personal favourites. <laughs> Says a lot, though. Yeah, it so, does, doesn't it? It is a good it? film, though. I, I do enjoy it. Right. Um. I think. I think we've. I think we've talked enough. Oh my god. Enough we, about. We made it, man. The maniac cop. The maniac. All oh. one, two, three maniac cops. I know it's probably not been the most linear of podcasts. Yeah, well, you do surprise me. Yeah, I know, right? Um, we do go off on our tangents, but uh, I think we've we've talked around the movies. But We should, I think, we should plan one of these out one day and actually, yeah, just, and actually have points that we stick to. Points? Maybe. Points and remember people's names? Yeah, yeah no, that's nah. crazy. Nah, who would do that? That's crazy talk. That's crazy talk. Some, You're going downtown <laughs> for crazy talk. And I have to say, you may think my New York accents are awful, mm. but that's literally what they sound like in yeah, the film. It is like very. There's this guy's going, "Oh my god, I'm, on, ne- I'm never on. putting a cop in my car again." <laughs> come on, lady. Yeah, exactly. All that sort of stuff. <laughs> it's, it's, come on, lady. You're pulling the other one. Oh, you goddamn broads! Yeah. <laughs> you're just... off the investigation. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> All that sort of stuff. Um, but yes. Um, so Dan, you we have already plugged you and your photography stuff um, but where can people find you on the social media social medias um dan burgess photo on the facebook's the facebook's yes instagram at dan's photo mm-hmm. and twitter at dan's photo one very, very original very original so it is <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like to stick to the classics <laughs> so yeah so Ma- head there for mo- all your photography in instagram is, is yeah. the is the place. I think, uh, yeah, I think for, for images, especially mm-hmm. for like photography, I think Instagram probably is the, yeah. is the place to be. Um, make sure you're doing all your hashtags. If you, if you get, if you get on the twi- Twitters, um, I, th- I think I've got at least 12 followers on yeah, Twitter, you know, fair enough. stratospheric. It's there. It's there. <laughs> it exists. It's a thing. Um, but yeah, no, it's been really good having you on again. I'll have you on again soon. Thank you, uh, sir. Something any, good next time? Then? Yeah, I'll try. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, why not I let, I'll let you pick next time. You can pick whatever you want. That could we'll, be dangerous. We'll, we'll do whatever you want. I just, I feel bad for making you watch all these films. I enjoy these films. Yeah. You, of course I mean, you do. Of course you do. I knew you would. Especially, especially I was trying to look for the, what, what Christmas things we could talk about yeah. in this film, but there was just nothing. Nah, there's no Apart Christmas from that chainsaw. Thing. That's fine. That, again, cha- that again, chainsaw with the tinsel on, you, you have to watch, just watch Christmas it just, just for that. <laughs> that is quite Christmassy. Um, but yeah, no, fully, fully fueled, fully fueled. Again, I like these are alternatives, so they're not yes. necessarily about Christmas, not very Christmas themed, but they are at least set around Christmas, roughly. Or New Year's, or Hanukkah, or Kwanzaa, whatever you want. Around the festive period. Festive, holidays, so, holiday season. Holiday season, yeah. So so any anything that is kind of remotely around that, those kind of holidays. Yes. Um, you know, I, I will include, you know, even if it's as the, the slightest, yeah, you know, I, I, I did a video with Andy recently about Rambo and that, that's technically a kind of alternative Christmas movie. Very alternative. Very alternative. But, um, but yeah, well, I think it is time for me to give out my social medias because, because people want to know where I am and who I am and what I do. Um, so why, who who are, who am I? (laughs) I don't even know anymore. Who, why, when, who, why, when, who, what, where, um, 
Um, so on Facebook, it's at Secret Balls. Uh, Twitter, it's at Dan underscore Balls. Instagram, Spider Dan Secret Balls. And the podcast is available on all good podcast apps, such as Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and now available on Apple Music and Audible. Nice. I know, I've gone mainstream. Mainstream. It, You've it, changed. It, it's free as well. It's free. You don't have to pay, don't worry. Just, the best just, price of all. Exactly. Um, and many, many, many more. Um, so if you'd like to do all... <laughs> We're having a meltdown today. And if you like. Is that a robot off Star Wars? If you'd like to donate towards the podcast, you can buy me a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash Spider Down and the Secret Balls. And don't forget to use the hashtag prepare for prattle. And we certainly have prattled on today. Well, yes. Story of my life. Story of my life. Um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun talking these films and re-experience them, experiencing them with you yourself. Thank you for letting me watch some ho ho homicide, <laughs> ho ho horrible films. Uh, <laughs> that was great. Well, I think we'll end it there. Um, thank you again, Dan. Thank You've you, been sir. A blast, uh, and we'll see you again very, very soon. See you soon. Bye bye.